three. Welcome back, Cough Combined listeners. We're here with episode 76, and it's part of our um, campaigns going on at the moment, and a lot of good information has been coming out on our socials and through our um, our emails out to our clients. So, look, today we're talking family protection, um, and we've got a, we've got Matthew Leach back in the hot seat again today, which is fantastic. I think uh, a lot of people have heard Tony and I and our passion for insurance and, um, you know, some of the wonderful things that we've done at Coffin and Bond. So it's going to be great to hear from Matt um, and hear Matt's thoughts. And, you know, they obviously they really aligned to both Tony and I. So, Matt, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me again. It's good. It's, it's good. It's good seeing your pretty face every day now, man. <laughs> Can't believe I got a call back. <laughs> Great. I, I, just, I just think it's wonderful that Matt's sitting in our wonderful new office in Sydney. He's got a lovely suntanned face. He's happy. He's allowed outside. You know, it's uh, you make us all very envious, Matt. When you called me the other day on your phone, you had the video on. I had to ask you to turn it off because I was getting very jealous as you're walking the streets in Sorry, the sunshine. Uh, I've got to remember that. Sorry, Tony. Yes, yes. <laughs> good, old, good old pasty Tony sitting in his lounge room <laughs> for the last seven weeks. <laughs> so so we, we had a, we had a general chat before this, and I, it would have been great if I could actually hit record during that, and um, just some great points made and. I think the one that I want to start off with, and I actually want to ask you about it, Matt, you're talking about the fundamentals for a client to actually understand what they have. Um, and before we talk about, you know, each levels of insurance and, and why we believe in each ones, but I just wanted you to touch on that, Matt, that core belief and actually understanding in what you have in insurance. Yeah. So, I mean, I really feel that all clients really have to address the four pillars of insurance. So uh, for those listeners out there, really, we want to make sure that you've got life cover, you know, should you not be here tomorrow, TPD cover, um, if you're in an accident and can't work, trauma cover, really for that, you know, the serious illness type stuff, and then your income protections. So as long as all four of them are there, um, that's really the main start. And if you could take anything out of this call today, it would be that um, just to really have a check of what you have and try and make sense of that. Um, and then obviously insurance is a bit of a rabbit hole as well. Um, you can just keep going with layers and layers of detail, but um, really making sure people have addressed the four pillars first just so they're never without that's the whole point of insurance uh they're the first things i would definitely address jeremy yeah and it's, it's interesting it's you know we we believe in all types we, we believe in those four pillars um and it's about explaining that to clients and tony you had a you know some great chats recently with some insurance clients and it is about going through those four pillars step by step yeah, it was interesting, just uh, clients just last night where we're doing the insurances for them, new clients to us, um, and he's a director of an ASX listed company, you know, they're in there, he's 50, uh, she's 51, uh, or he's 49, she's 51, and basically they've, they've got three young children, small mortgage on a lovely house, uh, great income. And it's really, it, was, it was actually quite interesting because they put insurances in place 14 years ago. Uh, now, the really trauma insurance certainly wasn't as big 14 years ago as what it is today. Um, and so it wasn't advised as much as what it was. But they went and saw a National Australia Bank advisor. They had everything with MLC and MLC are a fine company, you know, a fine insurer. Uh, but what was actually quite interesting, they never actually had it reviewed. And this is what uh, Matt's talking about. They certainly didn't have trauma cover. Uh, they had life TPD and income protection. 
But what I found quite interesting was that their cover that they had was substantially more than what they actually required, which is actually unusual. I don't know about you, Matt, but most of the clients I come across, their clients are usually, they're usually grossly underinsured. So, but these clients, they had their stuff put in place. And I'll give you an example of the CPD though, um, I think it was $1.2 million overinsured. Uh, from what they actually required. Life cover, they $1.6 million overinsured. And his income protection was a mishmash of uh, three, three separate income protection policies under the one uh, roof with MLC. And we couldn't make heads or tails of it. But in saying that, um, the, the client, when you do insurance, you actually only insure yourself for what you actually require. And you do get to that stage of life. And this is what Matt was alluding to. You get to that stage of life. And this is where reviewing it is so important is that they're at the stage of their life where their insurance requirements should be dropping every year. So as an example, if they wipe 80,000 off their mortgage next year, and there's one year less of school fees to pay for the three kids. Um, and then all of a sudden it's a case of, well, then their insurance should drop you know, by 150 grand, if that's the case, there's not 75 grand of school, there's a 75 grand lesser school fees to pay now. And, you know, they've taken off their mortgage and their trauma insurance, which is put in place to wipe out their mortgage in the event of a major trauma occurring, uh, should also now drop by 80 grand because their mortgage has dropped by 80 grand. But what was happening due to CPI increases were they were substantially overinsured and paying for insurances that they don't require. Because we all hope, to put it bluntly, and you've heard me say this a million times, Jamie, and as have all our clients, we all want our insurances to be a complete waste of money. And not because the claim's not paid, but just because we're healthy and we're here and we're alive and we haven't had a heart attack and we haven't had cancer and, you know, just life, life is going on. So we're healthy yeah. as ever. Jess and I actually had the conversation last night, interestingly enough, um, and we're talking about our own insurance because I, I laugh. I, I feel like the, the older you grow, the more insurances you pay for. Uh, Up until a certain age. <laughs> yeah. So, so Matt's got young kids. Education is still required. You actually don't have kids. Uh, my kids are older. I'm, I'm scratching my saying, I, I don't have to pay with, for, oh, I still do pay for their education actually, don't I? So, 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 um, we're, 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 even laugh, we're even laughing about the, you know, you're paying content insurance, you're paying house insurance. And it seems I'm saying that's when you know you're an adult, when you're paying heaps of insurances, but we're yeah. sort of talking about reviewing our own insurance. And, you know, I, I know what we have and, and we'll talk about whether we're raising those levels or not um, in the next year. And yeah, we're interested. It's just, you know, we love paying for that because I've seen, you know, I've seen the effects of what insurance has, has been and how it's helped people. Um, and there's a few more examples coming up. And, you know, it was interesting, her comment, she goes, yeah, we, we hoped it's the biggest waste of money we ever, we ever have, but we know we've got to pay for them. Have you yeah, guys seen that movie, The Blind Side? Yeah, what a fantastic movie. The, the intro to that movie uh, is talking about the, you know, the one Mississippi, two Mississippi, where the... Um, you know, the, the, you spend all your money on the quarterback first. Your next check should be about your defensive tackle, which is, you know, obviously code for insurance. And she's, yeah. you know, once you make the mortgage payment, the very next payment you should be making is the insurance payment. Um, because how often do we talk to people where, you know, oh, yeah, we're just going to go borrow a million dollars here or we're going to borrow $2 million there. And that's a want um, because you want the bigger home or the, the properties and, the next conversation really, well, you've got to cover the downside. And that conversation is probably so often missed unless an advisor or someone's quite informed about what they should be doing. Um, that's purely a house of cards, isn't it? If you borrow a million dollars and yet you've got no insurance. 
It's interesting. That's an interesting uh, one because I had a client who was roughly my age and uh, did similar to that, Matt, and had to, um, and we were upping his trauma insurance as a result to cover his mortgage. And he made the comment, he goes, geez, you know, it's uh, five grand a year I'm paying in premiums here. I mean, he, he was a healthy 50-ish year old non-smoker, um, good BMI, but he goes, oh, you know, five grand, that, that's a lot of money. And I said, a million dollars is a lot of money too. Uh, but if you think about the five grand compared to what your mortgage repayments are, it adds about 0.1% to your interest repayments over yeah. the space of a year. But in the event of you suffering a major trauma, you don't have to worry about interest repayments ever again. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the key. So when you actually look at it, five grand is a lot of money and I'd much prefer to spend that five grand on toys. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it comes down to you're actually by paying that five grand, it's slightly more adding to what your mortgage repayments are. And then secondly too, that, you know, it's, uh, you, you have just transferred a million dollars risk off your life and transferred that to the insurer. I've got a different you know, view. So. I often think about, um, this is how I justify my trauma, a premium to myself. If I sit in a room and a doctor's going to tell me I've got cancer, I want to walk out of that room going, yes. Okay, I'm going to survive the cancer, but I've got a $1.5 million coming. Um, I, <laughs> that's how I justify it to myself. If I'm going to get bad news, I'm going to get good news at the very same time. So, um, it, again, it's how you position insurances and, and know what it's going to do um, if you do have a claim. And, Tony, I'm sure you're the same, but I've come across a few people that have been in a really bad way and needed a claim, and they didn't necessarily know if they had the right insurance. Um, I can tell you a story about a, a pro bono claim I did about five years ago. Um, the son of a client was um, on a Centrelink benefit. So he was definitely met the condition of um, a disability. Um, and I said, oh, it's probably interesting. You should probably just check your son's super. He might've had some default cover in play. Um, just so happens he had an industry fund with $100,000 of TPD insurance in there. And totally unknown to them that it was there. And I said, well, you know, let me look into it. Let me see if I can start doing some things here. Anyway, long story short, we submitted all the applications. We pushed and pushed and pushed. This industry fund took one year for this payment to be, to be paid out, um, which was obscene when you think about all the proof of these conditions, you know, all the medical reports that we've gone and gathered. Um, the frustrating thing with that particular insurer is that um, their trust, trustee um, group only gets together once a month to decide who gets paid what. So if you're not on the list for that month, you've got to wait another month for your phone call. Um, and when you've got clients time in need, that's just not good enough. And that's what frustrates me about some of the insurers out there. Hence why we try and avoid those ones. But you have a similar, um, situation, Tony, have you experienced that before? Yeah, I, I have. Uh, we did a claim for, um, an accountant who we work with his brother-in-law where, uh, he was young. He passed away very young. He was, uh, in his late twenties, I think. Um, and his family found some super and they went to claim they found industry super fund had um, $400,000 worth of life cover attached to it and about 20,000 in accumulation and the insurer knocked back the death claim. Now, all four of us uh, who I'm looking at right now, we all know that you're either dead or you're not dead. You know, there's, there's no real in between. So, and unfortunately, this young guy was dead. Um, he was no longer with us. And it was interesting that they knocked back the insurance claim. So, um, but they happily paid out the accumulation. Uh, so their family had enough money to bury their son. Um, 
But in saying that, uh, Michael asked me why they knock a bag. I said, I've got no idea. So we made contact uh, with them. We took on the case. Uh, we charged an appropriate fee for it because it wasn't, we didn't put the insurance in place, but uh, we took on the case. We contacted uh, the industry fund and the answer we got back was, well, he hadn't paid his premiums for 13 months. So the policy uh, doesn't pay out if the premiums haven't been for 13 months. And I said, I'm looking at the statement right here and it's, you still have the premiums coming out. So the premiums came out even last month. Um, and the answer was, oh, well, that was a mistake. We'll refund those premiums. And I said, no, it's actually, the point is, is that if you're taking the premiums out legally, the policy is actually still in place. So you'll pay the insurance out, not refunding the premiums. They refused. We said, okay, we're taking further action on this. But then we noticed one thing as well, and that was we went back to them and said, do you have a copy? This was like a, uh, three weeks later, we're putting a case together and we're going to take uh, action through the ombudsman um, against them. Um, and we went back and we said, um, uh, we said, do you have a copy of the death certificate there when the claim was put in? They said, yes, we do. And I said, can you actually read the date of death? And the person read out the date of death. And I said, have you noticed that that, date of death is uh, 16 months, so three months before the 13 months started. So you're not just going to pay out the claim uh, insurance, you're actually going to backdate the insurance premiums that you've been taken out illegally for the last 16 months. So it was interesting that the client was just about to walk away from $400,000, while the client's family, parents were about to walk away from $400,000 uh, because industry funds said no. And rather than saying, well, that doesn't make sense. Uh, and thankfully, you know, their, um, their son-in-law was a client of ours, but, you know, he, he reached out. Now, he's, he's actually been the beneficiary of a buy-sell agreement where his business partner passed away. So, so he knew the importance of what we did, you know, because, you know, he had the funds to be able to pay out his business partner's estate. So he's seen this on a couple of occasions now where uh, when we put the insurances in place, we never have those arguments with the insurer. It's, uh, it gets paid out. So That's we know what the definitions are. So I th but I, but I, I will just add one more thing on that. I've estimated and there's no way of actually being able to find this figure is accurate. So it's my, purely my estimation. But I believe based on what you just said there, Matt, the example I just gave, there's at least $10 billion of unpaid insurance claims uh, out there that people don't know of? I'm sure. People don't know what to look for necessarily. And a statement, you know, a super statement, often you have to almost translate, you know, to some clients what it all means and why it's there. Um, and I, I think if, if anyone listening out there can just take one thing from this is just check, you know, just, just ask someone, um, ask us, send us an email, just to try and make sense of what you have. Um, in the very least, that's something that you should be addressing. Too many times, you know, and you've seen it too, you've had clients that didn't want to do it and then something's gone wrong. Yeah. Um, and then I I've have. seen things where it's gone really well. Like, for example, my sister um, had a health scare two years ago and she had trauma insurance. Um, and I won't, I won't share the amounts, but uh, it, was, it was a good trauma insurance policy. And she didn't, in the end, her medical reports didn't quite meet the full condition for the full payout. Um, but they said, oh, that's okay, we'll give her half. With half, she's totally renovated her house. Like, and I'm talking beautifully done. So um, in the very least, I thought if I never do another positive thing again around my career, the fact that my sister, I, you know, told her years before to get this policy, you know, it's a bit of a begrudging purchase, but 
I'm so glad she did. And to be able to turn around and see what um, it did for her home and her family. And she's at full health, which is the best part. Um, you know, I feel like I don't have to do another thing, right? <laughs> but um, well, it's, it's interesting you say that, Matt. When we had Michael Agudi on our podcast previously, um, he told the story. He, he luckily had IP, but didn't have trauma insurance in place. Hadn't taken yeah. that out. But he, he told the story of the girl he was sitting next to. He had a smile on her face. And he's, you know, oh, what do you mean? She goes, well, at least my trauma insurance is paying out my house. So I think it was that attitude. She, she had that attitude. Well, I'm going to kick cancer's butt at the same time. <laughs> Just pay off my mortgage. So yeah. it was that using that positive attitude that you're talking about. Yeah, I think um, I actually um, think insurance serves such a can make life better in a sense. It doesn't have to, but um, for for example, my strategy would be insure myself so well that I'm actually looking after my grandkids that I've never met and may never met me. Um, how many structures or how much insurance can I build away for later on that at some point you know when I'm not here anymore that. My, my grandkids might go, oh, yeah, my, my grandfather was pretty switched on and did a few things, and now I've got this great life. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's so many strategies you can also run to actually try and make a huge difference to your family, but, you know, extended family. Um, but in the very least, you've just got to make sure that, you know, you can pay some debts, provide for, you know, the remaining family. And um, I, that gives me a tremendous peace of mind. I don't know about you, Tony, but, you know, you look at your premium sometimes and you're like, yeah, okay, going up it hurts but then I think about the other side of the coin where if I'm on plane all my problems are actually going away to some degree I mean, you know like it does make life better for everyone around me so I think well, I think I think the key to that Matt is that you're you've got the ability emotionally and mentally to be able to as Jamie used the words before which I thought were brilliantly said kick cancer's butt um, and you don't have to then you but you're not going to be stressed financially in doing that uh, and that's the key. And, and we do have a client at the moment. He's 46 years old, uh, non-smoker, one of the happiest, loveliest guys, very successful in the IT industry. Um, and, you know, and he is diagnosed with esophagus cancer. And they went in and they had to remove half his esophagus. They removed his stomach. They removed, um, they removed his spleen and they removed uh, his pancreas. He's basically had half of his, all his insides taken out, uh, but his trauma insurance was paid out immediately. Um, couldn't speak more highly of BT, uh, the way they handled it, and they paid it out, and they were absolutely fantastic the way they've done it, and his income protection has also kicked in. You know, and every month he's getting that $15,000 check uh, for his income protection. He doesn't have a mortgage anymore say and say his wife has actually now stopped work so she can just be at home with him and obviously he's uh they're going through quite a lot emotionally but they've got no financial stress and yeah. and that and that is and that is just one of the keys of it and you know it's it's you, you want all your clients to survive these things uh and they are the most beautiful family um but it's just all my clients are but it's um, but but I think I think the key is though, Matt, is you know, 28 years of experience, and I did have a couple of magnificent mentors. Uh, but probably the mentor I was closest to was a gentleman by the name of Michael Kofkin, who happened to be my father. Um, but I remember him saying to me once, he said, "One day you understand what I mean by this uh, comment. We are the only people in the world that ever turn up to a funeral with a check." Everyone else turns up with a bill. 
uh, we are the ones who we're the ones that help the widows. We're the ones that pay out the mortgages. And he made the comment, and it wasn't until you know forty-six million dollars worth of successful claims later that I fully, well, fully understand it now. We've you know we've had forty-six million dollars worth of lump sum claims paid out, and this is where I really understand it because we've been to those funerals now. Uh, we've seen people survive major traumas. Um, and he made the comment that we are in the most noble profession in the world. People begrudgingly use us, but at the same time, we're the only people that can turn up with a check to help that family in their greatest time of need. And also have planned for it, Tony. I think not only being able to have the check there, but anticipated and planned yeah. for and factored in and... Um, it is a very unique position I think we find ourselves in and I know we all feel like it's a privilege and uh, you can also see the other side of the coin where clients can see insurance as a cost but tell you what it can do some pretty profound things. Um, I, I've also got a, a, another perspective for, for anyone else out there that's a bit of a betting person. Um, you know I think the trauma stats are one in three people now have a, a cancer event in their life. Uh, I could be wrong but if you could turn around and insure yourself for a million dollars, that as a betting man, if you had 33% chance of becoming a millionaire, would you take it? Obviously you might have a, a serious illness in your life to get it, but that's a high chance of getting it. Sorry. So would you, would you take that bet? <laughs> well, it's interesting, Matt, just to add to that, because I don't know anyone who doesn't have their conscience insured. We don't do that, but I don't know anyone who doesn't have it, but they have about a one in 1,000 chance of ever having a claim on their conscience insurance. Yeah, you hear that cars, obviously, you always get your car insurance, but... Yeah, so it's, uh, so you know, Jamie, you live in a lovely apartment there in a, in a nice part of town. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to go up to whatever floor you live on and actually and actually steal your TV. I said uh, Jess, but I you said still have Jess, contents insurance, don't you? I said to Jess, if they, can scale, if they can scale my building, come over the balcony and get the TV, then they deserve it. <laughs> 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 But gentlemen, thank you very much. I, I think today's been great and, and I've, I've loved your analogies, Matt, um, and, and different ways to look at insurance. And you know, I think sometimes it can become such a hard subject and, and it is a hard subject for some people to go through and it is hard to talk about you know, bad things happening to us, but it's something that we have to really consider in our lives and it's something we have to address. And you know, we've, we've seen the effects on our end um, and I know some people have it and we're all, we're all bulletproof. But it's just you just have to check what you have, and you just have to have a look into what what you can do to protect you and protect your family. I think Jamie, just as you're closing there, if you are wondering whether you should review your insurances, uh, stare your kids in the eyes, and it's an easy decision to make. And go get them reviewed. Correct. Check what you have. Try and make sense of it for sure. Yeah. Um, but gentlemen, thank you for your time today. I love the chat. Appreciate it. Talk soon, guys. See you guys. See you.